The very first Manitoba Podcast Festival goes down International Podcast Day, Sunday, September 30th, 12 to 4 p.m. at the Park Theatre. Manitoba's podcast community gathers for an afternoon of networking, education, and so much more, featuring local podcast hosts, producers, radio personalities, taking part in panel discussions, and Q&As. Take part in this fantastic networking opportunity. You can like us on Facebook at Manitoba Podcast Festival. Tickets are just $5. The very first Manitoba Podcast Festival, Sunday, September 30th at the Park Theatre. Thank you to everyone who supports my dad's show. If you'd like to support Witch Police Radio, go to patreon.com slash witchpolice today. You're listening to Garbage Hill, Winnipeg's first podcast network. Welcome to Witch Police Radio. I'm uh, in the food court again, which is like the second home of the show at this point because I keep, I keep doing these. But um, I guess maybe the best way to start things, I mean, I'm sitting across from a man with a giant Louis Riel tattoo on his hand, and that might be a good lead-in to kind of who you are and uh, where you're coming from. Yeah, my name is Dan, and uh, I'm in a, uh, in a band called The Rebel Named Riel, yeah. and we specifically chose that name to pay tribute to the founder of Manitoba and how important that should be, yeah. not just to myself, but to people that are living in sure. or around Man- or from Manitoba, right? Sure. So, um, yeah, I-, I thought when we were trying to pick a, pick a name, I wanted to be really culturally identifying to where we were from. Well, that's, yeah, it's very obviously a Manitoba thing, right? I mean, as soon as you yeah. see that, that name or that, that image, it's, yeah, for sure. Yeah, so it was, it was how, how can we pay tribute to, to this dude that, you know, did some wonderful things. He was a little bit crazy at the end of his life, yeah, yeah, but, uh, yeah. but, he was, but he was a real badass, so. Yeah, well, and it's weird, too, because I feel like a lot of other cultures would take revolutionary figures like that and make them iconic. I mean, the people who are wearing, like Che Guevara, for example, right? You go to Cuba, his face is everywhere, people have like shirts. Real, a little bit different, but a similar kind of, you know, fighting against the, uh, the unjust government kind of thing and, and yeah. being a really important figure in the creation of the province. And he's still not at that level of, like, just, you know, you don't see him everywhere. There's statues and, and things named after him, but it's, yeah. So that, that's a fairly uh, bold statement, I guess, having them right in your hand there. Like. Yeah, it was it was even before we had chose the name. I, okay. just, I had just remembered I wanted to get Louis Riel in my hand. This is years ago, and then um, one of the first songs that our band wrote was called For Riel. Okay. And it was... It was a lot of hidden history in the song that you couldn't, you wouldn't really know if you listened to it. But right. if you knew the history, then you could be like, oh, okay, well. Okay, you can make the connections. So yeah, yeah. Yeah. Cool, so, cool. so, um, so he's always been um, someone that I've been really, really proud of. Yeah. And as as a Métis person, if you don't know who Louis Riel is, or right. you really, how Métis are you? Right. Yeah. So. Yeah. Well, even just any Manitoban, really, at this point. I mean, because mm-hmm. just his, his status yeah. as the founder of the province and everything. Even if you don't know anything else. It's, you know the name, right? So, yeah. yeah, yeah. So yeah. yeah, that's. I mean, not to dwell on him too much, but obviously, like the name of the group and the tattoo are very, very strong. Um, yeah. So, how would you define the sound of the group? I mean, I've listened to some stuff online, and there's uh, 
some different things going on there, but what would you, if someone is like, you know, they hear you're in a band, what does it sound like? Um, well, so like I like to tell people that like I, I do my best to be be a storyteller, but okay. so so in the, in the same sense that um, Gord Downey does his job to tell an amazing story in his own in his own personal views yeah. and points. Yeah. Um, what we're, what I'm starting to realize more and more as I continue to write music for this project is that. Um, it's becoming more and more culturally based okay. and more about um, my views as a Métis or an indigenous person. Okay, cool, cool. So it's, it's, it's as much as I'd like to just say, oh yeah, like, like this is the type of music I write, like the, the music I write is more because of the person that I'm growing okay, into. Okay. So uh, the more I learn about Métis history and the more I understand and, and appreciate it, my music really is starting to reflect that more and more. Okay. And I mean, it, it, I can I think of a few songs offhand that are very landscape-based. Okay. So so I try to try to use what I see around me and write about that. Sure. Yeah. So yeah. so I mean, even in um, even in For Riel, I'm talking more about um, like his views and him creating him creating Manitoba, but using Manitoba's landscape okay. um, to talk about how he's creating this province. Sure. Manitoba's landscape as in how it is now or how it would have been? How it then? was. Okay. Yeah. Before all of this. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Be before all the cement and yeah. buildings. Where we wouldn't be in a mall right now. Yeah, be, exactly. Yeah. We, wouldn't, we wouldn't be in this food court. Yeah. yeah. But, uh, yeah. but yeah, no, so, and, and, and I really, really feel like a lot of the music that um, I'm writing now is totally different than from when the band started. Okay. So we've kind of, so we've realized, okay, this is this is what we are. So this is the type of music we need to be yeah. writing. Yeah. And so, did that just happen organically too? Yeah. 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 So and I mean, like, I would just be writing, and I'd be like, oh, you know, this this song isn't really gonna, this song just isn't gonna fit. Right. This song isn't gonna fit, and then all of a sudden, it's it's just progressively became that I know exactly which songs are always gonna be working for the project. Right. And it, it was never really, really a thought that, like, oh, I need to be writing these types of songs for this, for, for uh, excuse me, for, for a rebel named Riel. Yeah. It just started to happen where I started writing and realizing, like, oh, wow, like, I'm writing more and more and more um, Métis or indigenously-based music, so right. to speak. As opposed to when we first started, it was like, oh, I, I wrote a new song, oh, I wrote a new song, right. I wrote a new song, yeah, let's yeah. play these songs. Now it's, we have to, now I'm picking and choosing more to make sure that I'm getting off the right message that goes okay. with the band. Okay. When you talk about the cultural element of it, is that uh, in the lyrics as well as the music? Like, I mean, obviously the lyrics is a, is a very strong way to it's do that. It's starting but. to be more. Yeah. So, and, and I didn't know if I wanted us to be that way. I didn't know if that's where I wanted us to be, but yeah. the more that the project has grown into what it is, it's, it's important for me to lay, lay on those um, indigenous messages yeah. and, and be more culturally based. I feel like that lacks in a lot of music. It does. Where people, um, and people from all backgrounds are writing ridiculously great music, but they're not talking about where they're from right. or how important it is or how, why they're so proud to be from where they're Wherever from. Wherever it is they're from, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, yeah, because it's the choice between doing uh, something that has a universal message or something that has a message that people can grasp universally, but also is strong, strongly tied to a place or a time or a culture. Yeah. So, yeah, that's cool. Um, are you, I'm not sure if I read this right, but are you from Thompson? Is that? 
So the band started in Thompson. Okay. I was like, I, I met our drummer um, on Kijiji. Okay. This is like five, maybe five years ago we met on Kijiji in Winnipeg. Okay. And so we started playing out and just basically playing open mics and just jamming together. Just the two of you? Uh, yeah. yeah. And then, so then he became a teacher and he's like, hey, so like I got to leave for work. Right. And that was it. We didn't really speak after that. And then I moved to Thompson and was working in the university there okay. and was walking down the hall and just we caught oh, each other's eyes there, cool, and it was cool. just like, no way, like as if you're living here now, like, yeah. do you want to start a band? And it was just like, <laughs> yeah. So that's, so we just started jamming and we had a lot of different people come and jam with us and then eventually we had these people that wanted to be a part of this all the time. Yeah. And we didn't even really have a name at that point. We just we just knew like oh yeah we're, we're all we all want to play this type of music. This yeah. is a lot of fun, and it ended up growing into what it is today. Wrong feelings. 
I still remember our first show we played. We played a teacher's event okay. at the curling club. Okay. And we got paid a fifteen dollar. We got a fifteen dollar gift card to the liquor mart. That's not bad. And so, it's so at our next band yeah. practice, we're passing around this Mickey that we bought with yeah. our gift card, and we're Mickey, just like, right? yeah, yeah. yes, this is awesome. And one of the last band or one of the last shows that we played in Thompson. Um, we ended up sharing the same stage with 5440. Oh, cool. And we ended up getting paid like $2,000. That's awesome. And it was just like, so it was like, holy crap, like How we long really, was it really the progressed. Two shows? Was it pretty quick? Um, it took a, took about a year to get there, but we, we had, were playing shows in bars almost every yeah. single weekend, yeah. and we're starting to make a really big name for ourselves. And then myself, I joined a. Um, a northern group called Poetry in Motion. Yeah, I saw some of them, yeah. And so Poetry in Motion was basically just mostly hip-hop artists, yeah. but they really wanted to expand into okay. different genres. Like to and perform with live instruments kind of thing? Or? Yeah, yeah, so and so like I, I ended up performing on a, a friend, his name is Dag, shout out to Dag. Um, we ended up performing on, where I, I sang some songs on his, uh, his album. Okay, cool, cool. Uh, did a song with him as well as Mocha Only from oh, really? Swollen yeah, Members. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, and that song was, was a very, I feel, had an indigenous platform to it where it was, it was called Planet B and it's okay. really, really about um, how, you know, we only have one earth and we, we need to take care of right. where we're from. Like, other, like, I mean, you don't destroy your house. Yeah, sure, yeah, yeah. Otherwise, how do you live there? Right. So, I mean, it's it's the same. We're all sharing the same. So what can we do to better that? For everybody. Yeah, 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 so so I was really, really, really pumped to be on that song because they were like, hey, do you want to sing this hook? Yeah. And Mocha Only is a phenomenal singer, so I'm like, sure, yeah, I, yeah. I don't know if... And they ended up using using the hook, and so I was really really pumped about that. Cool. You can buy it on iTunes. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> just plug you that in plug there it, really yeah, quick. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. But um, but yeah. So like, so I joined Poetry in Motion. I was doing projects with them, and they really really helped me push my music as well, and helped me make some videos for okay. some of my original yeah, I think I saw original some of tunes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, so they helped me push it, and then we moved to Winnipeg when the band kind of. Everybody parted ways. Okay. Okay. Um, my drummer got a teaching job in Grand Forks, BC. Okay. And uh, it's a bit too far to make that work. Yeah. Yeah, and we, we still like we played in Vision Fest in Wolseley this year. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. He yeah. he was able to he had an opportunity to fly out to Winnipeg. So cool. So he was like, well, that works. I'm am gonna be there for the weekend. Yeah. So so we were able to perform that. It's a good little festival too. It's growing and stuff. Yeah. It was yeah. it was a lot of fun and like watching all the other performers, they were phenomenal. I was yeah. I was really really pumped that they asked us to close the event so yeah I was there I saw some kind of cover band that was playing a bunch of old guys but this is pretty oh, good nice yeah. nice yeah. yeah they had like a choir um, choir right before us that was just they were like phenomenal cool so cool. so what is I've never been to Thompson I don't know too much about it I mean I know that wolf painting you know the one that is on yeah. every that's, that's, that's my extent of my knowledge of Thompson I don't so. know if you're familiar with that it's the largest yeah yeah I read that yeah it's the yeah it's the largest art installation in the world it's pretty cool it's huge right like I've yeah. seen photos of it it looks super and cool and it, it wouldn't be considered I don't I, if, if I understand correctly it wouldn't be considered an art installation if it wasn't lit up at night oh really but because it's so you can see it visibly during the day and at night time right. from everywhere I guess right yeah, yeah, yeah. literally it's, it's, it's phenomenal and um, and actually, uh, the Tragically Hip have a song about Thompson, Thompson right, Girl. Right. Thompson Girl, yeah, yeah. And their bass player, if, if I'm correct, um, married a, a woman from Thompson. Oh, cool. So oh. that's where that song that came song. from. Huh. Yeah. 
So what is the music scene like in Thompson? Because it's a fairly small, I mean, I know it's a, it's a city, right? But it's a small city, like by comparison to Winnipeg, obviously. The, from when I moved there to when I left, it had grown phenomenally. Yeah. So when I, when I was there, um, we were really pushing to get shows in different places. And even really, like, the bars weren't doing too much. They would hire um, bands from out of town, cover okay. bands to come in. But it wasn't really, they didn't, the local scene wasn't really there. Right. But I mean, now, um, now there's artists like the Richard Farrell band. He's, uh, he played Dauphin Country Fest okay. this year. And, um, and he was nominated for Indigenous Music Awards. And there's, there was actually an owner who took over a restaurant in Thompson who pretty much wanted live music every night. Oh, cool. Okay. So he was he was pushing artists from all over, like, who can we get here right, yeah, to yeah. play? And well, it's off the, off the beaten track as far as touring, right? Because, I mean, yeah. people are going a straight line across the country, you got to go up <laughs> to get to yeah. Thompson. Like, yeah. yeah, and so it was, it was in my opinion, and, and I could be wrong, but, like, but I didn't really see... A sense of a music community, okay. but when I moved from there, the sense of the the music community was strong. That's good. And maybe that was just more because I had um, started to become friends with a lot of these artists. Yeah, you've been in artists. it, right? So yeah, yeah. For sure. And so I had started to meet a lot of these people, but but I didn't feel that it was there until I left. And okay. unfortunately, I mean, I I wish I would have stayed, but for personal choices, I, I chose to come back to the city. I felt. I would have more of an opportunity yeah. to um, to really expand and diversify my music being here as opposed oh, to yeah, there. Oh yeah, for sure. Well, I mean, the music scene here is so huge, right? I mean, yeah. I've been doing this for almost six years now, and I, I still haven't even come close to interviewing everybody. There's so many bands, and it's out of control. Yeah. So yeah, the opportunities are. Yeah, yeah. we we had we had um, initially started a project. I think that's how we met a lot of the artists. So we started a certain initiative called Jamming for Jackets, okay. which was. Um, our way of trying to raise awareness for homelessness, addiction, and poverty within the was community. Was that in Thompson still? Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. and um, because it's it's on average the the temperature. If you look at the average temperature throughout the whole year, it's below zero. Yeah, yeah. So I imagine being a homeless person, it's got a 45, suck, yeah. 55 below. That's brutal. And you're not allowed into the homeless shelter if you're intoxicated. So those right. addiction issues come into play as well. And People are probably dying all the time from just exposure, right? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so we thought like, so it was myself and Poetry in Motion that thought like, what can we do yeah. to to make a difference? So we started jamming for jackets, and the first year we had we had some interest in, from some local bands, and it really took off. The second year we had the biggest bands in Thompson. Cool. The third year we had the biggest bands, like um. Wakefire, okay. um, they play in Winnipeg. Yeah, I've uh, heard the frequently. name for sure, but yeah, yeah, yeah. And so they were really, really pumped to play. Um, and I believe some of their members are from Dreadnought, if I'm okay, not yeah, mistaken. Yeah. Cool, cool, cool. So, so having them come out and want to play was was yeah, awesome. awesome. We had we had another band, Monolith, and the Average Joes, and and a lot of bands that were just forming as they were coming out okay. to perform. So it was um, yeah, that's cool. Some of their first shows. That's cool so, for them too, because they get to open on these bills with these big, bigger bands, right? Like, yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. And uh, and we were getting bands from the Paw that were interested in coming out, and they were right like, on. "Yeah, like we'd want to, we would love to be a part of this." And then we had members of Parliament coming out and cool. saying, "Like, wow, you're doing like some really cool things here. Like, yeah, how yeah. can we? What can we do to help?" Right. So it just boosts the single boost of the, of the whole. Yeah. Project. So yeah, yeah. so it became like a really really big thing, and and uh, I feel like the yeah so. 
to just finish off yeah. that uh, question, I, the music community I, I feel is really, really growing. That's awesome. So like, so it, it's going to continue to do amazing things. And if it wasn't for Corey Wickdahl owning Baco's Restaurant, right, we wouldn't have the same community or the same feel um, that comes with performing there because he's. Um, he was he was paying my travel. He was like, I want you to come perform. So That's he was great. paying my travel to go up there and play. And then as soon as I'm there, he's like, we're going to get you to play a show here. We're going to get you to awesome. play a show here. We're going to get you to play a show here. Because you're in town, so we might as well yeah. get you to play as many shows while you're in town. Well, I think that's what you need so, when you're in a smaller community like that, too. You need to make it an incentive for people to come up there, right? It's like you can give them not just one show, but all the other ones. And it kind of helps. Like, oh, great, I'm coming up here. I can do five shows. You know, yeah. Yeah. It's cool. I think one of the, for all of its strengths, one of the weaknesses in the Winnipeg music scene, I think, is that there's not a lot of knowledge about what's happening outside of the borders of the city. I mean, like, there's tons of great bands from Brandon. There's bands from uh, Thompson, obviously. There's bands, you know, all over the place. But I think that it's such a large and tight-knit community here that people are sort of really immersed in what's going on in Winnipeg. And there's some great stuff happening that is just over the, off the radar, right, for a lot yeah. of people. So it's, uh, how, how was it for you coming back from Thompson and sort of getting into the music scene here? Did you... You know, I, yeah, I, like, I've, I've been thinking about that for the last, um, well, for the last few months. I've been really feeling, like, like the mu- music community here is totally different from music communities that I've experienced. Like, yeah. um, like with with my genre, it's it's been quite difficult to really get my foot in the door. I, okay. I feel like my my foot's there now, but um, but being a part of Poetry in Motion and seeing how welcoming and um, open arms the yeah. hip hop community has been. Has really showed me how um, diversified different communities are with different genres. Yeah, so, like yeah. the hip hop community is like, like I played shows at hip hop shows because they were they were just like, yeah, we want to put you on the bill. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. And then, and then I've been in contact with bands um, about, hey, you know, like I'd be really interested in performing with you guys. Yeah. And no response. Oh wow. And so, but but I've also noticed it's like okay, like. My effort should be to be as at as many open mics as I can be, right, and, get the name and networking yeah. and, and yeah. meeting with all these. Because once I do meet, I meet with a lot of these these different artists. They're like, yeah, we really want to get you on the bill, but to just get a stranger on sometimes it, it's it's been difficult for me to say like, hey, yeah, like like I wanna I wanna yeah. get on and perform well, because they don't know who you are, right? And there's, yeah. there's no like pre-existing relationship. Whereas probably ten other people who do a similar style to you and they're like, oh, we already know this guy, so we're going to exactly. bring him And yeah. that's totally fair. Yeah. Like, like I'm, I'm not insulted in the, in the, sure, in the least. Sure. It's just, I, I'm real, I'm, I'm learning, you know, like, yeah. um, the music community here is, is different from what I've experienced. So ha- I'm having to learn how to grow with that yeah. and, and make sure that I'm doing as much or whatever possible to be a part of those communities. Yeah. And, um, and busking has been amazing for me. Like I've, like it's it's really nice to just say like I get paid to practice. Right. Well, that's what it is, I guess. Right. Yeah. yeah. So so like so I, I do that as much as I can, and that's that's given me a lot of opportunities to play shows. I met Laura artists yeah. and yeah. and Connor Biggs, and I met Laura artists busking in a skywalk, and she was cool. just like, "Hey, um, you're like really good. Do you want to play this house show that I'm doing next yeah. week?" And I went out, and then I met a lot of other artists at that show, and. And then ended up because of that show, ending ending up playing um, the summer series at the Dramatic Arts Center. Yeah, yeah, yeah the and, Ellis uh, Theater. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So like, so that that gave me some more opportunities, and I didn't know that 
just from busking, I would get these other opportunities. Sure, yeah. I've had True North Entertainment walk up to me in the skywalk and say, like, dude, like, we've seen you here for the last couple of months. Like, yeah. we want to put you on one of our shows in the future. Oh, that's What's awesome. your email? And so now they've just gotten in contact with me and we're talking more about, like, like where they're going to fit me in. Yeah. And uh, so that's super cool. Just from the busking, I'm starting to get recognized and people come up all the time and they're like, where's your next show? Like, yeah. I want to come and check you out. Like, you're, you're pretty good. So where can, we, when, where can we come and see you live? Yeah. And, and hopefully the answer is not well tomorrow at the same spot. <laughs> yeah, no, no, for sure. Yeah. So, but, but my my answer is always, you know, like we're doing our best. I'm doing my best to yeah. get in with the, get in with the community so that I can start playing and performing sure. out more. Well, I think um, that, that kind of hustle too is is something that's important for someone coming into a new music community like that. A lot of people will start out, especially as solo artists, like you know, I'm going to play something and I want to get a show, and then when they don't get responses or they get rejected from people they're emailing about shows or whatever, they just kind of give up, right? Yeah, but you, you kind of have to like just because there's so much competition for those spots, you have to basically hustle. And obviously, you're doing it. It's working. Yeah, yeah. I, like yeah. like I push myself as much as I can, and I mean now like I'm I'm a family man now, so yeah. So that's also been a really big hurdle is, is how do I compromise with um, childcare? Absolutely, yeah. And trying, while I'm at home taking care of my, my son, how do I write music? Sure. You know, how do I fit that in? And when I do fit it in, um, when I have a chance, do I have a chance to go and perform tonight? Like, can I can yeah. I get to the open mic? Do I have, do I have responsibilities early in the morning that will... Um, possibly not allow me to go and do that so yeah. so those hurdles are something that I'm just now learning yeah, it's tricky. How, how to how to get over well I can totally relate I got kids myself and like uh, part of the reason I'm doing this at the lunch hour right now is because yeah the time management thing is hard I stopped playing yeah. in bands when I had kids because it was just my time didn't work out but, yeah. so yeah I get it so 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 I'm, I'm I'm learning and like and I'm learning how the community works as well that I and because it's so different that I need to um like so to speak I need to change my views yeah and and growing isn't the right word but I, I need to I need to look at how the music community works here and that needs to be my template sure as as opposed to what I was used to and um and so changing changing my views on music community and changing how I become a part of that music community yeah. are, um, are something that I'm going to have to continue learning. But I've, I feel like I'm getting there. I've, I've been meeting a lot of artists that yeah. are respecting the music that I'm writing. Well, and I've seen your name show up more often, too. Just like, you know, having just met you for the first time now, I mean, I've definitely... You, you're appearing places, so it's, it's obviously Sweet. working, right? It's, yeah, so yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm getting there, yeah, yeah for yeah. sure. Um, I'm hoping that I'm going to... So, like, I'm in contact with the Marion Hotel, and I'm hoping that I'm going to be able to um, play there in the next upcoming cool. weeks. Cool, that's great. As well as, um, just hold on one moment. Yeah, cool. For those of you unaware, my six-year-old is sitting right beside me and <laughs> he's asking for an iPad. That's one of the hazards of doing this uh, randomly, random, random locations, all kinds of weird stuff happens. <laughs> Here, look through there, find it. Okay. <laughs> One, one thing I was going to ask you is, uh, going back to something you were saying earlier about the cultural aspects of your music and the, the, the Métis stuff, the indigenous stuff, have you become involved in the local indigenous music community? Because there seems like a, 
I mean, there's, there's a, a few of them in Winnipeg. There's, I mean, there's like the Francophone community is its own thing, but also part of the larger community. The Indigenous communities, music community is its own thing, also part of the larger one. But I feel like the um, Indigenous music in Winnipeg is has been getting like a major boost lately. It seems like it's much more prominent, which is awesome because there's so many cool projects that like otherwise maybe wouldn't have been heard about. But in terms of just like general awareness and popularity, there are a lot of groups and artists that are just kind of getting big, which is great. So, are you involved in that community as well, or? Yeah, you know, I just had. Um, I'm no. I don't know if you're familiar with who Michael Champagne is. Yeah, um, yeah. So he runs Aboriginal Youth Opportunities, and he just sent me a message. He was at NCI FM okay. and sent me a Facebook message saying like, "Hey, like." NCIFM really wants to get in contact with you about your music. Oh, cool. That's awesome. So, so I'm definitely starting to get recognized within that community. I don't know, like, I, I can name a few artists that I'm, I'm like, quite close with, like, yeah. Sebastian Gaskin, okay. yeah. who, um, who I met at a music festival up north last year. We were playing, oh, right playing a festival called Shake at the Lake, um, just an hour outside of Thompson. And, uh, and I met him there. He was in a, he was in another band. And, so then we, we bumped, I bumped into him in Winnipeg yeah. and ended up, I was living in Stonewall at the time and I wanted to come into the city and I was like, hey man, can I Airbnb your couch for a night? <laughs> and he was like, oh, I'll give you one better, I can give you a bedroom. So nice. we went out and partied for his birthday and then went back and uh, so we're starting to talk about doing more music together. Cool. And so I'm starting to really get into that scene and, and appreciate the scene more because yes. you're totally correct. It, it's, 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 starting, it's starting to grow phenomenally. Yeah. And um, and I really feel as as a Métis artist, um, if if I, if I wasn't if I wasn't reflecting that in my music, then I'm doing a disservice to myself sure, as well. Sure.
Yeah, so, um, so Michael Champagne has been tremendously valuable um, to me networking with a lot of artists. He's so in touch with, um, with a lot of different artists that um, he really is, he, he does his best to network me with yeah. a lot of artists. He's had me on his radio show oh, he nice. does on, on Mondays. I think he's had me twice. And uh, I am going to be on there probably um, in the next month as well, doing that again, talking cool. about how, um, um, what it's like to be an indigenous songwriter within a community that's not entirely yeah. indigenous. Yeah. And um, how I write my music and, and what I've done to get where I am. Yeah. And uh, it's, it's more to promote the youth, or um, not promote the music uh, or the scene, but to encourage the youth. To do the same um, thing you're doing, right? To yeah, like, you know, like, there's there's these opportunities that, like, if you really work hard sure. and, uh, and you don't give up, you might not ever get to, um, you know, those million-dollar paychecks. Yeah. But, but it should never really be about that either. No, it should be about creating um, and about, like, you know, being able to share your message. And yeah, but if, if you can make a living then you're of better, doing yeah, what you sure, love, then, sure. then that's the, I feel that's the dream. Yeah, that's so, the eventual goal, right? Regardless yeah. of how famous you are, if you can do it and that's your job is to actually create, then that's, yeah, that's yeah. awesome, yeah. 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 Well, I mean, as, like, uh, you know, a white guy who was in the music scene since the mid-'90s, like, it's almost... I'm almost bummed out that I didn't know a lot about, about a lot of these groups before. It seems like all these festivals are happening now and stuff, and these indigenous artists are getting highlighted. And it's like, holy shit, these guys are great! Like, why, you know, why was no one telling me about this before? Yeah. I, I think it's cool that now, and similarly with the French French-speaking community too, a lot of these bands that like, it's just. Why weren't they part of the larger, you know, why weren't they part of the mainstream, like, Anglo white guy scene? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it, it's great. It's, it's great that it's opening up. And there's a lot of, you know, a lot of people from, like, different countries, too, who are playing here. They've been in their own communities for a long time, like, you know, uh, their own immigrant, immigrant communities. And suddenly they release an album and it gets more widespread. And you're like, oh, crap, this is happening, like, down the street? Like, I didn't even know about this style of music at all. And these guys are coming from wherever they're coming from. It's... it's Long story short of what I'm trying to say, I guess, is that the fact that music's opening up culturally and we have the ability to hear more different kinds of music is awesome because there's so much cool stuff out there and it would be a shame for it to be stuck in little pockets of their individual cultures or languages or whatever and it's, it's, yeah. it's exciting. Yeah, I really, re I really respect that about um, what I've been seeing coming from Winnipeg is that like the diversification yeah. is, is expanding. And um, and people are really starting to recognize um, more cultural music totally, yeah. than than I've ever seen before. Yeah, me too. You know, yeah. So like even like I, I grew up in Winnipeg and and when I was growing up, you know, like um, I don't know, like when I was growing up, like I didn't really see a lot of local bands doing as much as I do now. Sure. Yeah. You know, like, we, we have, like, we've always, like, always had a phenomenal music scene, I mean, or a phenomenal talent coming out of Winnipeg, like, Absolutely. Neil Young, um... Yeah, guess Who going back the, to the 60s. The Guess yeah, Who, yeah. right? So, like, I mean, the Guess Who was the biggest band in the world at, at one, one point. point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, so it's, so, to say that came from our hometown, yeah. I, I really feel like we, we all grew up with this sense of pride for music yeah and a, and a different appreciation for music than than other cities may yeah. have well then every few decades to be another band like propaganda getting huge in the punk scene and stuff like that and there'd be like certain bands that sort of rise above everything and it's like oh they're from winnipeg this is great yeah yeah, yeah well i mean like even like attic riots totally, and yeah, yeah. bright righteous yeah, yeah. i mean they're they're again and i'm, I'm not 
entirely familiar with um, the band members, right? Yeah, no, yeah. But but I but I do but I I see them everywhere. For sure. I see them doing still on posters. You see them on yeah, crazy, yeah. crazy badass things. Yeah. And uh, and I have nothing but respect for that because like this is my hometown and knowing sure. that like so much amazing music is being appreciated by the like by the entire population Absolutely. is um it's really heartwarming and motivating. Yeah, definitely. So. And then you see big festivals, even like the jazz festival or something. Then you go to the uh, you know the outdoor shows and there's like you know five local bands on there and they're getting as big a response as the headliner who's you know someone from Toronto or whatever it's yeah. cool to see it's like this yeah it's definitely evolving and, and growing and for something that's so tight knit and kind of incestuous where everyone's in each other's bands and stuff and everyone knows each other to a certain extent it seems to be ballooning outwards which is awesome and I think Winnipeg is just growing right? yeah. it's always new neighborhoods popping up and like there could you know there could be some new development there could be eight bands there I don't even know where how to get there. You know, it's like it's in the same city, but it's yeah. way off somewhere. Yeah. So. Oh, and same with like the the village idiots. Yeah. Like, like they, they they do like yeah. a phenomenal job yeah. of um, representing local music, and they like I did a singer songwriter yeah, session, yeah. and uh, and I ended up playing. If you guys want to check it out, I played a song I wrote for Louis Riel and a song I wrote for my grandma. Cool. So those are on there. And uh, and I I started to see them in the um, like on Facebook and I was like holy crap like these guys are doing a like yeah. and they're they're just doing it because they love local music absolutely yeah they're not doing it because it's like they're getting a paycheck or anything yeah it was simply for the passion of wanting to really really advertise what our city has yeah. to offer to the larger yeah to sure. to people that may or may not ever hear these yeah. bands now they have a chance to and, yeah. and and so doing the facebook live shows really really i, f I feel like helped a lot of local bands Absolutely. become recognized and get the recognition that they totally deserve well the internet has opened that up too right i mean because like when i you know when i was playing bands when i first started it was i was like a teenager it was in the 90s and that wasn't an option you couldn't just go on facebook live and broadcast you couldn't make a podcast and interview people it was just i think there was a tight-knit scene and there were like amazing bands but it was very insular because unless you were touring through or just visiting Winnipeg, you would know about it, anyway, right? But yeah. now there's the opportunity to, anyone can just make a podcast or film a video or like, you know, do what the Village Idiots are doing. It's, it's great. It's, it's definitely changing the, the, like the map of Canada is becoming way more connected now than it. Yeah. Because I mean, even, even Winnipeg to Thompson, like think about the distance there, right? Before this kind of connectivity, like people might not have even known that there was bands in either city, right? Because you're just, you're stuck there, you're stuck here. That's it, kind of, so yeah. yeah. So but now, cool. but, but with technology, things are changing, and, yeah. if, and if people don't take advantage of the technology that's available, absolutely, then um, then it's never go, it's never going to progress. But it, it but it is because everybody's taking advantage of the technology For and sure, like yeah. what's out there now. So yeah, well, I'm, uh, I got a battery that's almost about to die here, so we got to wrap it up. But cool. um, First of all, before we do that, hopefully we'll catch all this. Um, you have an album you're working on right now, right? Yeah. So can you just give a brief overview of what that is and then sort of an estimate of when you're going to have it out? Do you know kind of approximately? or? Um, so, so I've been crowdfunding by selling shirts, okay. if anybody's interested. I might, by the time this airs, I might still have some available. Cool. Um, so I've been crowdfunding by selling shirts to record the album. Okay. Is that working out so far? Is it like, yeah, yeah. Yeah, no. Like, it's like, like, we bought like just over 50 shirts. I think I have 10 or 15 left. Oh, right on. That's awesome. Yeah. So, so I've, I've, we've made quite a big chunk of change to record the album. Cool. And, um, but the process has all, also been, there's a few songs that I'm still trying to tweak okay, to see if, you to see if I can that. put these ones on the album as well. Okay. Um, but I'm doing my best. So for this album, I'm really, really trying to um, 
to express who I am as a Métis person yeah. by talking about my family. So one of the first songs that I wrote for this album was No Goodbyes okay. for my grandma. And um, my grandma just, my grandma hates saying goodbye. And so I thought, what a beautiful thing. How can, how can I write this as yeah, a song? Sure, sure. And she lives in Mesa, Arizona. Okay, so, so I never get to see her, but when she comes in, it's like, it's like see you later, Grandma. Yeah. You can't say goodbye, because goodbyes are permanent. Goodbyes mean you're not yeah, going to yeah. see somebody again, right? Yeah, it's so, too final, yeah. So I thought, how, how can I incorporate this into a, into a song? And then once I had finished that song, I was like, I really, really want this album to reflect what it's like growing up as a Métis person okay. in a Métis family. Okay. And so I'm doing my best to do a lot of that storytelling from my perspective as a Métis person cool. and, and appreciating and respecting my culture as much as I possibly can. Cool. And do you know when that's like, do you have a kind of a timeline? Are you hoping to release it or is it Before just Christmas. Okay, so this um, year within the calendar year sort of thing? Yeah, before, before Christmas. So if you guys are looking for Christmas presents, yeah, hit yeah. me up. It's a good idea, yeah, for yeah, sure. For sure. So if someone's hearing about you for the first time on this show, what's the best thing for them to do to find out, you know, hear some of your music, find out where you're playing a show, buy a t-shirt maybe, like what's the best uh, option? Um, you can, ch so um, as of right now, uh, we've taken out, we've taken down a lot of the videos that are on our Facebook, okay. so they don't reflect what well, like we, the sound. Yeah, yeah, they don't, they don't reflect what our, what our stuff is going to sound like. Sure. So, um, yeah, you said it best, the current sound. <laughs> Uh, anyways, um, so so we do have we do have a few videos on there that you can check out. It's just uh, www.facebook.com/slash a rebel named Riel. Cool. Um, and to keep up to date with us as well, you can check out our Instagram. Uh, I did, however, lose my phone. Okay. So yeah, so the Instagram has kind of been put on hold. I think that's why we had to re reschedule this. Yeah. 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 <laughs> um, but uh, so so any any upcoming information or Facebook show dates or anything will be available on Facebook okay. as, as soon as I know I'll post and um, and I try try to update as much as possible okay and if people want to hear more episodes of this show you go to wishpolice.com all 300 and whatever episodes because I don't know when this is going to come out <laughs> are there for free download streaming so you can go back to the archives if you want you probably know I'm sure some of the people we've had on the show are musicians you've you know you've interacted with or worked with whatever so yeah. it's a big archive there and uh, you can also tune in on Sundays at midnight on uh, 101.5 UMFM and those are older episodes that kind of get a second wind they're a little behind on when they release uh, the radio version so I mean it could be three months from now four months from now but all of a sudden you're driving your car at midnight on Sunday turn it on there's this episode so it's kind of uh, it's kind of cool because they're always available to download, but it's just like an extra bonus. It's like you have to be happy to be tuning in. Maybe you hear a band you didn't know about, and then you go back and find the download and listen to the whole thing at home or whatever. So yeah, yeah. it's kind of cool. And then of course all the social media, which police you're gonna find this for the most part. So, but yeah, uh, before this battery dies, uh, yeah, thanks a lot for ha uh, meeting me at the food court. And good luck with the rest of the yeah. Thank you very much for having me yeah. in the food court. <laughs> um, but no, this this has been awesome. Thank you very much. I really do appreciate right it. On. Thanks.